Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Hello and welcome to The Gut Goddess Show. I have an incredible episode for you today that is going to inspire and equip you to be as well, as healthy, as energized as you can be. This episode is going to help your gut microbiome and your relationship with food and help you balance your hormones and improve your energy, all while inspiring you, motivating you, and also letting you know you're not in this alone. Like, I'm right here with you. I've got you. And you're probably listening to this around the festive season. Ho, ho, ho. I hope you are doing well. Maybe you're listening to this whilst you're stuffing a turkey or making mince pies or trying to navigate deep family drama. Wherever you're at, you know, I see you. Maybe you're working over the festive seasons and you're doing tons of shift work and you hate people talking about Christmas. I used to have a job where I worked shifts over Christmas and it was annoying. So I, I do feel you if that's you. But wherever you are at, I hope that you are well. And so before we dive into this week's episode, which is going to be such a good one for you, just want to remind you of a couple of things. If you're still listening to this before the 21st of December, you can get access to my Eat and Be Merry recipe ebook. This is all of my favorite, most delicious festive recipes from stolen bites to gingerbread muffins, to Christmas cake, to brownies, to basically all the snack and treat recipes that you need so that you can enjoy Christmas, feel festive, have some treats, but also not be bloated, sluggish, tired and fatigued and enter the new year feeling more like a, I don't know, winter whale than a fabulous gut goddess. I've put it all in the Eat and Be Merry recipe ebook. It's only £11. You can buy it now if you go to keziahall.com forward slash be merry. It's basically your survival guide to the holiday season. I really, I, my philosophy is really about feasting and enjoying food. This isn't about just eat celery over Christmas. It's really about, yes, what food can you eat that's going to support your gut microbiome and your energy production and your brain and your mood and your hormones, but also how can we cultivate a good relationship with food? Because food is celebration. It is family. It is community. It is a part of the rituals we have in life and that's okay, but how can we have both? How can we feel good? support our gut, support our microbiomes and enter the new year feeling really well instead of just like this sugar, hungover, fat, awful, depressed person, which is how I used to feel by, by New Year's Eve, just from all the sugar and all the rubbish food that just really impacted my mood, my gut health and my symptoms. I just got sick of feeling that way. But I still really want to enjoy Christmas and feel like a normal person. You know, I wasn't, I didn't want to sit there and... But yes, I'll just have a green juice. <laughs> no, I want to eat mince pies. Anyway, so that is what I have, why I created the Eat and Be Merry recipe ebook. It is your guide, your survival guide to the festive season. It's only £11. Grab it now. You'll get it instantly sent in your inbox. There's over 25 recipes of savory and sweet. It's, it's mainly sweet treat recipes, but there's a couple of savory snacks in there as well. And also when you buy it, you'll also get access to my mystery masterclass happening in January. So if you know you need some accountability, a bit of support to help with your relationship with food, to have some guidance, this is perfect. It's really, really affordable, like 
super low cost available to everybody. And also you'll get some support in January in 2023 as well. So it's the perfect way to enter the new year and the Christmas season and just enjoy your food without like losing the plot with your relationship with food and with how you feel and your symptoms. So that's keziahall.com forward slash be merry. I know why. Um, but it's been a good week. I just had a call with a client last night and um, we'd been implementing some of these things I was going to talk about as well as some other more in-depth things because she had just basically struggled with being bloated for I think maybe like seven years, like really bloated, like constantly bloated all the time. She ate a healthy diet. So it's not like she was coming to me and eating KFC every day and was just at a place where she was really frustrated. She'd done a lot of the inner work, you know, she'd meditated, all these things, but she could not figure out the life of it, why she was so bloated and so severely constipated no matter what she did. So she was maybe having a bowel movement at best every seven days, sometimes 10 days. So that's really uncomfortable, guys. If you're not pooping every day and you're only pooping every 10 days, it's so uncomfortable. And I've had lots of clients come to me like this. And she was telling me, so we've only been working together for a short amount of time. She's now having more regular bowel movements. She's still not at every day, but she's getting close. I think she's having a poop every three days, three or four days. Her bloating is massively reduced. And the reason for that was just because we just created that kind of personalized program for what she needed. And some of the stuff that we're talking about today, she's implementing. And then we obviously implemented some more personalized things as well. And I share this with you to encourage you. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, if you're not sure, if you're whatever your health issue is, there is, this year is a year that you can see real shifts in it. There is so much that you can do. You're so much more powerful than you realize. And if you want to work with me in 2023, then you can sign up now to save your place, pay a small deposit or your first monthly payment and secure your place for the new year without having to pay my increased fees. In 2023, I'm changing up some of my programs and my price will increase. But if you know you want to work with me next year, you know you want to enter the Christmas season feeling really good, knowing you have a plan in place, knowing that stuff sorted, that come March 2023, you will have seen massive shifts. You'll have support. You'll have accountability. Things will change for you in 2023 if you want that. But you also want, and you also want to save some money, then now's a great time to book in and um, kind of pay your deposit and then we can get started in January or February 2023. So if you want to chat more about that, if you want to find out more information, get sorted, go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's keziahall.com forward slash book. Or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at I am Kezia Hall on Instagram, but if you just book in your free Zoom chat, it doesn't commit you to anything. There's no pressure, but it just means we can chat it through. I'll explain how it works. And then essentially you can just sign up, either pay your first uh, monthly payment. And I have um, six, eight, 10 or 12 month payment options. So I keep it super flexible or just pay a small deposit. And then we can get started whenever it suits you in January and February. So if you know you need personalized, bespoke, support with weekly daily accountability lab testings oh you know this the full in-depth package so that you can see incredible results in 2023 sign up now book your call now chat it through and then you can decide because it'll just save you some money and it also you know when you sign up now you won't have to pay the increased prices in 2023 but we could get started in February, if that worked for you better. And you just know you'll have that accountability. We can start running labs over the next couple of months. 
it'll be awesome. So I do have space for new clients heading into the new year. So if you want to work with me, keziahall.com forward slash book, keziahall.com forward slash book. And if you just want some delicious festive recipes, then go to keziahall.com forward slash be merry. Okay. Essentially you can find out all of those things at just keziahall.com. <laughs> okay. But I want to just send you so much love. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you. Please share and review the podcast. It really means the world to me. And if you have been listening to the podcast for a long time and you just want to send a bit of love in my direction, then buying the uh, Eat and Be Merry ebook is a great way of supporting the podcast because this podcast takes time and money to run, but I'm so happy to do it because I know I get such great feedback from you guys all the time that this helps, helps you to change your lives, health, gut, hormones and skin. And that is what I'm here for. But if you want to send a bit of love my way this festive season and you want to eat some awesome delicious treats and come to my mystery masterclass in January, then you could buy the Eat and Be Merry recipe ebook, keziahall.com forward slash be merry. Sending you lots of love, wishing you health and joy and rest and peace and goodness and light and love and wonderfulness as we go through this festive season. So we are going to be talking about some of the daily things that I do and that I get clients to do in order to help support their gut health, their digestion, to help prevent bloating, crazy toilet habits, and all of that sort of stuff. So these are, I'm kind of going to share with you actually kind of some quick and dirty digestion hacks. <laughs> and they're going to be four things. I have had to think there's lots that you can do. There's lots that I chat to my clients about in order to help them to overcome their IBS or other digestive issues or bloating or fatigue or whatever else. But these are some of the things that I do regularly and that I feel like can make a really big difference. So we're going to dive in to those. So get your notes out on your phone, get a pen and paper, or just listen to this a few times. And I would really encourage you with every podcast that you listen to, whether it's mine or someone else's, I really encourage you to take away something, take away an action. I know um, some podcasts you just listen to for fun and they're funny, but I really hope that this podcast really equips you to take action so that step by step you can create that healthy life that you want to live and that you can live, can just get on with living your life instead of worrying about how bloated you are, how tired you are, how sore you are, how fat you are, how much in pain you are, whatever it is. So I encourage you just to, at the end of this, just think about, okay, what's one thing, and it can be tiny, what one tiny thing am I going to implement after this? And I'm going to be sharing with you four really actionable things, but just, I want to prime you with that. As you go on and listen, think about what you can take action on. And also, I'm going to be sharing with you four things that can be really helpful, but it's also just to say, I have done a lot of deep work when it comes to my health, and and I do that with my clients as well. So these four things... If, if I was looking at myself 10 years ago and the and just someone gave me these four tips, they wouldn't fundamentally shift the um, issues, the IBS and things that I had, the diarrhea, the depression, the anxiety. I needed to do much deeper work, much thorough work. I had gut infections. I had parasites. I had heavy metal toxicity. I had lots of different things. So just I just want to put a caveat on this. If you've had horrendous digestive issues 
and we're talking really bad bowels, really bad IBS, you feel like it's a, 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 it's a big problem, then you probably need deeper work than this. And that's when you want to book a call with me and we can chat about it further and I can give you some info and kind of give you an outline of what your program might be in terms of working together. Um, but these things will are really great things to do that does this that doesn't dismiss these factors at all. If you are really struggling, wherever you're at, whether you've got mild digestive issues, horrendous digestive issues, or to be fair, even if you're actually looking on focusing on encouraging, encouraging, increasing your energy, all these things are a great idea as well. If you're looking to balance your hormones, these four things are also a brilliant idea. To be fair, these four things, whatever your health goal is, weight loss, mental well-being, hormones, these four things can really help. And why is that? Is because your gut health is foundational and fundamental for the rest of your body. It affects your immune system, your endocrine, so your hormonal system, your skin, your mind. We know so clearly through research that it affects your mental well-being, affects your fertility, it affects your immune system. If you have an autoimmune condition, if you're constantly getting colds, UTIs, um, cold sore and flare-ups, you need to work on your gut health. I do not have a client that comes to me where at some point in the program, we are not intensively working on their gut health. Even if, you know, I've got a client at the moment doesn't have any digestive issues. Most of their main focus is around their mental health and they've struggled with some various mental health issues for a long time. We're doing lots of things with them, but one of the things we are still doing all the time is working on their gut health. I have another client with endometriosis. Doesn't massively have a lot of digestive issues. I think, you know, there's bits of bloating that have gone on, but we are still working on gut health because that massively will impact the amount of inflammation going on in a body and be as part of a contributing factor that's going to help reduce the inflammation and support her body to find more balance. So it's really important. Even if you're like, nah, because I don't really feel like I have that many digestive issues. These things will benefit your life. If you support your gut health, you support the rest of your health. Okay. But it is worth saying that for a lot of you, if you're really struggling, you're going to need deeper work. And you probably know that already and you're just resisting. You, you're in that resistance phase that I was in for a while and most of my clients are kind of in before they come and work with me where they're like, I know I need more help, but I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the, you know, all those kind of excuses and resistance. And you can wrestle with that for a while. And when you're ready to be done with the wrestling, give me a call or another practitioner that you know, like, and trust. Okay, so let's talk about tip number one. So what is something that I do every day to support my digestion, my gut health, and to help me digest my food really well and to be really protective and preventative? And that helps me to, to be able to say, I don't have IBS anymore. I don't get bloated all the time. I'm not having diarrhea all the time. I'm not constipated. What's the first thing that helps me with that? I would say that one of the first things is every day, or I, or my aim is to do it every day is breath work and meditation. Now you may like, like, what? What's it going to do with your digestion? We're talking about practical, you know, intestines and stomach, Kezia. Meditation? What? But honestly, your quick, let's just do a quick rundown. Meditation helps you to go into a parasympathetic nervous state, meaning you have these, I'm going to really simplify this guys. This is a real boiled down basic version. I'm going to talk a lot in metaphors, but 
if you just follow me with this metaphor, your nervous system is very complex, does lots of things. But let's just boil it down and say one aspect of your nervous system is it you, it helps to control two states, sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous state, or you might have known it as fight and flight, fight, flight, freeze, that state, or rest and digest and sleep and chill out. These two states, sympathetic is the stress, fight, flee, parasympathetic is like, whoo, chill man, after Christmas dinner, just chilling out, rest, digest. In order for you to digest your food optimally, you need to be in a rest and digest stage and phase. If you are constantly in this sympathetic nervous state, go, go, go all the time. Throughout the day, you're eating meals on the run, or maybe you're actually sitting down to eat and you're trying to rest, but actually your your, your nervous state is just in that productivity ah, state, you'll really struggle to digest your food well. Now, and re- the, the thing we want to know is, well, what can we do about it? And research is really clear. On a really basic level, some of the most effective and free things that you can do is by making sure you take five, six deep breaths before you have a meal. So breathing in through your nose if you can. Just doing some deep breaths. before you have a meal. So say you're in the office, you might need to walk to the office kitchen, get your lunch out the fridge or heat it up or whatever. On your walk to the kitchen, you can just do some deep breaths. It might be that before your dinner at night, you start saying grace again, What whatever your religious beliefs. you That whole taking a minute just to sit, we used to do it growing up and we'd all hold hands and sometimes we'd sing a song in a Brady Bunch fashion. But actually that helped shift my nervous state into a parasympathetic nervous state. Um, state and and getting me out of that kind of go, go, go mode. So it might be that you do just take time as a family before a meal to take some deep breaths and just say thank you for this food. You might, you can do this on your own. You doesn't need to be in a family, but that can be really helpful. And doing that throughout the day, if you want to digest your food well, you need to be able and you need to train your body to switch between these two states. And the thing I see most commonly with 99% of the women and the men that I work with is that they are not shifting between these states. They are kind of stuck in the sympathetic nervous state. And that makes digestion really hard. That makes it really hard for you to thoroughly digest your food. If you're not thoroughly digesting your food, you'll be bloated. You'll have funny bowels. You'll be tired. You might have skin issues. You'll have toilet dramas. You might have pains in your stomach because you're not digesting your food properly. The food you're eating is actually becoming quite inflammatory to your body because it's not getting broken down into the correct sizes and forms that the body needs to use as fuel. And so it just becomes this problematic thing. Instead of this incredible nourishment, instead of this incredible medicine, you know, food is medicine, it actually becomes problematic. And if you are trying to eat constantly and be in the sympathetic nervous state, you will really struggle to digest your foods. So every day, what I try to do, and since having a baby, I have made this more of a focus of a weekly focus, to be honest, because I don't always um, have as much time to sit in silence on my own with a 15-year-old, a 50-month-old running around. But I really prioritize it, actually, and I have made it more of an effort in the coming months because my brain has already needed it for other reasons. But I really encourage you to take um, some time to meditate, even if it's before you go to bed. Everyone can meditate before going to sleep. Unless you're constantly having sex before bed every night of the week, which if you are, good for you. That's great for your nervous system as well. That also helps you to get into that parasympathetic nervous state. Um, but we, the times that you're not maybe having sex straight before you go to sleep, meditate. 
you have time. You can do this. Ideally, meditating in the morning can be really helpful. Or I've had clients that have done it in their car in their lunch break. I've had clients do it while they go and park. They've actually gone to go pick up the kids early because traffic is crazy. So they deliberately go and then they're like, oh, I have 20 minutes to meditate. And it means I'm not stressed and have no place to park to pick up the kids. People can do it before bed really important, really helps your digestion. I know that meditation can feel like this really airy, fairy, intangible thing that doesn't really benefit your cells, but that's wrong thinking. Research shows us that it benefits your your cellular activity. It benefits your digestion. It benefits your hormonal balance. We know that to be the case and it is free. And the only thing it requires from you, the only thing you need to do is make a choice. And it's not easy to do, you'll probably think you're doing a crap job of it. You probably think you're failing at it. You'll probably feel like you're rubbish at it. That's okay. That is part of the process. So do it. There's loads of free apps. I often do like free ones on YouTube. I've started using an app called Insight Timer recently, which is great. I love doing a Tony Robbins one, which I'll link to. That's been my latest one on YouTube. It's like 15 minutes long but do whatever. I don't care how you meditate. I just want you to do it. And then the breath work is like mini meditations throughout the day. So what you want to do throughout the day, like before your meal is just try and take some intentional deep breaths. So I try to do this now when I'm in the car, instead of driving along being like, oh, I'm late or oh, the traffic. I try at some point in my drive to take deep breaths. If I'm going around the shop, instead of being like, oh, where's the pecans? Where are the walnuts? Take some deep breaths. When I'm making dinner, chopping up onions and vegetables, taking some deep breaths because they remind your nervous system that it's safe and your body will digest best when it feels safe. If it feels threatened, either physically or actually or perceived threats, your body is going to channel its energy into fighting, fleeing or freezing, not into digesting food. And it takes up a lot of energy. The process of digestion is a very energy consuming process. It takes a lot from your body too, which is why I don't recommend for most people eating before going to bed, because it's like your body has to focus on that for hours instead of on all the nourishing healing aspects that are meant to be a part of sleep. So that's number one. That's something I try to do every day or every week is breathe intentional breath work, and ideally 10 to 15 minutes of meditation at some point in the day. The next thing, this is a quick, easy, dirty hack that I do, that I love, that I share with all my clients, is I drink a lot of herbal tea. Now, this is so accessible. Whether you have an office and you always have meetings and everyone's getting coffee and tea, you can easily fit this in here. Whether you go, um, whether you work from home and you go see friends, whether you're going out to a coffee shop, like we can all drink a cup of tea, can't we? There is, these are all no, you can't give me excuses on these things. You can drink a cup of tea and tea is a great way to support your digestion because it, depending on the herbal tea you have, it can really help to support your liver. It helps to keep you hydrated. So encourage regular bowel movements. If you're struggling with constipation, you need to make sure you're staying hydrated. Certain herbal teas can really help support um, digestion. Things like ginger tea and fennel tea and peppermints. It can be nice digestive aids. They're very soothing. And if you get good quality herbal tea, you can get this kind of herbal medicinal support throughout the day. So I really recommend having about two to three cups of herbal tea a day. And depending on your main digestive issue, 
that would depend on the tea that you get. So if you struggle a lot, say with constipation and bloating, then you might want to go more with peppermint tea, fennel, nettle, those kinds of things. If you struggle with diarrhea, you might want to focus a little bit more perhaps on ginger, fennel, maybe nettle, chamomile, especially actually with diarrhea. Um, and make sure you have them throughout the day. Really, really helpful. There's some great brands like Yogi Tea, Pucker Tea, Heath and Heather Teas. Those are all medicinal, herbal medicinal teas. So you want to, you can use lots of different modes. So, and just to be clear, I don't mean caffeinated tea, black tea in this process that can have benefits, but caffeine can often be quite disruptive and irritating to people's digestion. Even green tea and white tea can sometimes be irritating for people's digestion if they've got very acute digestive issues. Um, So if you like green tea, then feel free to keep on going with it, but it might not have as much potentially digestive support as some of these other things. My most favorite herbal teas is nettle tea. Really great for the liver, really great for allergies. Love it. So good. And ginger tea with some turmeric in. If you're looking to feel nice and cozy and beat inflammation in your body. That's great for joints as well. And for all, like it's so good for you and so tasty. You can add in some raw honey to the mix. Honestly, it's delightful. And you can do this throughout the day. You know, if you're at work, you can take some decent tea bags in with you. If you're at home, often I just fill a teapot full with grated root and ginger and turmeric and just keep on filling it up throughout the day. And it does me well. And it's easy to do. We can all have a cup of tea, can't we? Okay, so that's something I do every day, wherever I am in the world. If I travel, if I go on airplanes, especially, I'll always take lots of herbal tea with me. They really help settle my stomach because my stomach is never happy on an airplane. (laughs) Don't know why. Just is always bloated after I get off an airplane. Whether I eat stuff, don't eat stuff. I think it's just the altitude and the stress of travel. I don't know. Okay, so the third thing that can be really, really helpful is supporting your bacteria. So you'll probably know from adverts and other episodes that I've done that your gut bacteria is really important. I did a whole episode on why you need more good bacteria in your gut. So I'll link to that in the show notes. If you haven't listened to it, have a listen to that. And that will give you a bit more in-depth information on what the heck, why this is and why it's not just a big marketing scam to get you to drink tiny drinks or expensive yogurts. It is really important. But what people often fail to think of is they'll often think of probiotics. So adding in these bacteria things, but they often forget about prebiotics. And prebiotics are the things that will feed and help support this structural ecosystem of good bacteria in your gut. So something I do every day is try and focus on both. And potentially moving on in the future, now that I've done a lot of healing work in my stomach, I'll act, I'm actually probably going to focus this next year more on prebiotics than I am going to on probiotics, just to make sure that I'm really feeding the different um, diverse strains of bacteria in my gut. So your probiotics would come from decent supplementation, fermented foods, sauerkraut, kombucha, kimchi, kefir, those kinds of things. And your prebiotics would be found in things like vegetables, especially things like Jerusalem artichoke, um, leeks, uh, things, I mean, all vegetables, um, but specifically those kinds of foods. And what I've started to do is um, supplement with something called acacia fiber or acacia powder. Um, not, not to be mistaken for acai, but I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but acacia powder, which I bought, which is just like a powder that I add to a drink or water or smoothies every day um, to help 
that's a that's a research has shown that's one of the most effective prebiotics that you can have to help grow um, and diversify your ecosystem, which is really where I'm at now with the phase of my gut health. I don't really have any strong acute symptoms directly of um, digestive issues. I still have some health stuff going on that you know will will still be linked to my gut, but I really want to work on increasing the diversity going on in my gut. So I'll link to the powder that I have been using in that, but you don't need to go straight to a powder. You can just eat more vegetables, things like freshly ground linseeds, um, some of your resistant starches like sweet potato, green bananas. So not ripe bananas, but green bananas can already help. But generally vegetables, just as a general rule, are great prebiotics. So make that's why Everyone needs to be eating more vegetables. One of the many reasons. So that's something I do every day is make sure I'm having prebiotics in the form of vegetables first. Cooked vegetables, raw vegetables, somewhere in between vegetables. And I also supplement with some prebiotic um, support. And and that's, to be honest, that prebiotic support is only something I've been doing the last four or five months. Before then, I was just mainly focused on um, getting a good variety of vegetables in. And the fourth and final thing that I do every day to support and cultivate healthy digestion and good gut health is by not eating foods that my body does not like. So I know that talking about not eating foods and restricting certain foods can feel a bit problematic or um, difficult, but there. What's like a good way of saying this? For every client that I've worked with, there is always some foods that don't, that just don't do them any good, that don't support their gut health. Now, everyone is slightly different, although there is recurring trends, which is, um, which is what I base my generalized kind of health uh, advice on. But you're, if you're eating foods every day that you're not able to digest, then you will be creating potentially inflammation within your gut, um, damaging your gut lining and creating a whole host of digestive issues. So you cannot expect to um, heal your digestion and maintain healthy digestion if every day you're kind of onslaughting your body or like attacking, let's say, your digestive system with foods that are really problematic. So for example, for me, foods that are problematic for my gut health long-term is dairy standard processed dairy, milk especially. I cannot drink milk every single day. It does not do my sinuses good, my skin good, but ultimately it doesn't help my digestive system. Now, because I've done so much work with my gut health, I can actually get away with going out and having some flat whites with milk and going out to a restaurant and having something with milk in it, and I'm fine. But if I were to do that every day for two months, then that would be problematic. I have built resiliency into my gut so I can go out now and that's fine, but I can't make it a part of my lifestyle. So now I'm not super, super strict about these things, but generally they're not a part of my lifestyle. Gluten's another one. And this is another one that's actually really, um, there's some great research around it. So even if you don't have celiac disease, the um, eating gluten regularly can increase the amount of zonulin in your intestines. And what that means is that by eating gluten, there's a certain part of gluten that can really inflame and irritate your gut lining, this kind of single cell lining, and make these, um, what you sh- quick rundown, what you should have in your intestines is really tight junctures. Think of cells really packed in close together. And that's this kind of barrier between the food you're eating and kind of the outside world, if you think about your gut almost just being an extension of your skin because you've got a hole at the top and a hole at the bottom, it's kind of actually still 
we kind of got like this tube going through us. It's not really in the body. It's almost this skin layer. So you've got this almost, let's just call it a skin layer in your intestines. There's really tight junctures and eating gluten regularly can cause these junctures to get lazy, to have gaps. And that causes a lot of digestive issues. So for me now, I just choose not to eat gluten. I don't have celiac disease. I don't even have strong digestive reactions to if I eat gluten. Like I had some bread over Christmas, some really nice artisan sourdough bread, and I felt tired and a bit achy in my joints, but I didn't have any strong digestive issues. But I know it doesn't do me good, so I just don't eat that. And I'm and guys, I've done this for years. I probably haven't had, gluten's not been a part of my lifestyle for what, maybe seven years, eight years? It doesn't bother me. I don't miss bread. People always like, oh, bread. I know bread can be nice. If I really crave bread, like I maybe did uh, over the holidays, there was some beautiful artisan um, toast that was going with this lovely hollandaise thing I was having for breakfast. And I've asked for gluten-free toast, but then they gave me this and I was like, oh, this is going to be so much better quality than the crappy gluten-free stuff. And so I just had it and enjoyed it and it was fine. But I'm not like, it's like the way I feel without bread is so worth it compared to just eating bread every day because I'm kind of addicted and can't stop. I don't feel great in my mind, in my joints when I eat regular gluten. So I don't eat it. And I know from looking at research that's been done into intestinal permeability that it doesn't do a lot of us any good. So I don't eat it. And that is the fourth principle is for you figuring out now you, you might not, the things for you might not be dairy and gluten and that's fine. I'm not giving you this formula. Everyone with digestive issues should stop eating these things. No, what I'm saying is you need to figure out what foods don't do you good. What foods contribute to poor digestion and you need to eliminate them and create a lifestyle where you flourish without those foods. And, and instead of eating those foods, eating more of these other awesome foods that make you feel amazing. And that's what I do with my clients. I help them to figure this out, help them to figure out what foods fuel them and what foods, food, uh, <laughs> what foods hinder them. Because if you can do that, it's, it's honestly one of the best things that you can do because then your food can really become your medicine because A, you start digesting it and you know that the foods you're eating are actually doing you good instead of hindering your progress and hindering your performance and hindering how you feel and holding you back. So those are my four things. So if you have any questions about this, then do let me know. If you want to know more, if you're ready to go deep with this, head over to keziahall.com, click the work with me page. And I have two options of how you can work with me this year. I'd love to work with you. So book a call with me, join me in the beat the bloat challenge. However it is, I'd love to connect with you, chat with you, have an actual conversation. That's what I love. I'm not here. I'm not interested in I don't know, millions and millions and millions of people listening to this podcast. I'd rather have less people listening, but I actually chatted with them and knew them a bit more. That's more my vibe. It's more how I work. Have an amazing day. And remember to take, when this podcast ends, think about what one action can you take? What small thing, what small adjustment can you do or can you plan to do in a couple of weeks? And I will be with you next week. Sending you lots of love. Bye.